Blog Talk Radio. Deborah Kerr, 
Have you ever heard of uh, Jim Backus, the Mr. Thurston Howell III? He also was the voice of Mr. Magoo. He also had this unfortunate condition. As I just told you, Michael J. Fox has been pretty much the spokesperson of Parkinson's disease, pretty much put it on the map again as it gets, you know, forgotten from time to time. But he put us back on there and let us let people know how important it is to look at that. We had Janet Reno in the government. She she had this condition. She had this condition. Linda Ronstadt had this condition. Muhammad Ali, one of my heroes back in the day. Um, unfortunately, he passed, but he, he had the condition. Uh, we have George Wallace. Uh, Neil Diamond, recently you've heard on the news, Neil Diamond has, has um, had to cancel some of his tour dates because of that. Um, so I want to give you all some information about this condition. My information and research is coming from mayoclinic.org, so check them out, mayoclinic.org, for all information about health-related issues, and they're a great website to check out. So let's take a look at Parkinson's disease today. It's considered a progressive disorder of the nervous system which affects movement. It develops gradually, and it starts with a barely noticeable tremor in just one hand. But while a tremor may be the most well-known sign of this disease, the disorder is commonly caused by stiffness or slowing of movements in your body. In the early stages of the Parkinson's disease, your face may show little or no expression, and your arms may not swing when you walk. Your speech can become soft and even slurred. Parkinson's disease symptoms worsen as your condition progresses over time. Although Parkinson's disease can't be cured, medications have been helpful in improving the symptoms. In, so, in many cases, your doctor may suggest surgery to regulate certain regions of your brain to improve these symptoms. Now let's take a look at the early signs and symptoms of this particular condition. Tremor. A tremor or shaking usually begins in the limb, often your hand or fingers, as most people know, and you may notice the back and forth rubbing of your thumb and forefinger, known as the pill rolling tremor. One characteristic of Parkinson's disease is of the hand when it is relaxed at rest. Now, slowed movement or bradykinesia over time, Parkinson's disease may reduce your ability to move and slow your movement, making simple tasks difficult and time-consuming. Your steps may become shorter when you walk, or you may even find it difficult to get out of a chair. Also, you may drag your feet as you try to walk, and make, and which makes it difficult to move. You have rigid muscles. Muscle stiffness may occur as a result in any part of your body. The stiffening of the muscles can limit the range of movement that you have and cause you some pain. There is an impaired posture and balance. Your posture may become stopped or you may even balance, have balance problems as a result of Parkinson's disease. Now, the loss of automatic movements. In Parkinson's disease, you may have a decreased ability to perform unconscious movements, including blinking, smiling, or swinging your arms when you walk. Now, the speech changes. You may even have speech problems as a result of Parkinson's disease. You may speak softly, quickly, slur, or even hesitate before talking. Your speech may be even more of a monotone rather than the, the usual infection. Excuse me. Now, writing changes. It may be, become hard for you to write, and your writing may appear small. You may ask, when to see a doctor? If you have any of the symptoms associated with part of the disease mentioned above, you don't, only, you don't want to diagnose yourself, but you just want to go and check it out. See if it is Parkinson's disease. It may be some other medical condition. Now, the causes of Parkinson's disease 
certain nerve cells or neurons in the brain can gradually break down or even die. Now, the symptoms are due to a loss of the neurons that actually produce a chemical messenger in the brain called dopamine. Now, when dopamine levels decrease, it causes abnormal brain activity, leading to the signs of Parkinson's disease. The cause of Parkinson's disease is actually unknown, but several factors may contribute to its condition. Your genes. Researchers have identified specific genetic mutations that can cause Parkinson's disease, but these are uncommon except in rare cases when there are many family members affected by this disease, Parkinson's. Certain gene variations appear to increase the risk of Parkinson's disease, but with a relatively small risk of Parkinson's disease for each of these genetic markers. Now, environmental triggers. Exposure to certain toxins or even environmental factors can also increase the risk of later Parkinson's disease, but the risk is relatively small. Now, researchers have noted that there are many changes which occur in the brains of people with Parkinson's disease. Although it's not clear why these actual changes occur, these changes may include the following as listed. The presence of Lewy bodies, clumps of specific substances with brain cells, are microscopic markers of Parkinson's disease. They're called Lewy bodies. And researchers believe that Lewy bodies hold an important clue to the cause of Parkinson's disease. Now, alpha synuclein is found within these nu nuclein bodies. Nuclei, I'm sorry. Yeah, nuclein bodies. It's found in all Lewy bodies in a clump form that cells break down. It is currently an important focus among Parkinson's disease researchers. Now, let's talk about the risk factors involved in Parkinson's disease. Now, age. Young adults rarely experience Parkinson's disease. It ordinarily begins in the middle or late life, and the risk increases with age. People usually develop disease around age 60 or older. Unfortunately, Michael G. Fox, one of my favorite actors on TV and, and movies, got this at an early age. Now, hereditary. Heredity has, if you have a close relative with Parkinson's disease, it increases your chances to develop the disease. However, your risks are still small unless you have many relatives in your family with Parkinson's disease. Now, as we look at gender, men, and men are more likely to develop, to develop Parkinson's disease than are women. Now, these exposures to toxins I've been talking about, there's an ongoing exposure to herbicides and pesticides may, can, may and can put us in a slight increased risk of Parkinson's disease. Now, Parkinson's disease is often accompanied by these additional problems, which we're going to talk about right now, and its complications. Now, the person has thinking difficulties. They may experience cognitive problems or deficits, inclusive of dementia and thinking difficulties, which usually occur in later stages of Parkinson's disease. Such cognitive problems are very responsive to medications, however. Now, depression and emotional changes. People with Parkinson's disease may experience depression. Receiving the treatment for depression can make it easier to handle the other challenges that will face the person with Parkinson's disease. You may also experience the other emotional changes, such as fear, anxiety, and loss of motivation. Doctors may give you medications to treat these symptoms. You may have difficulty swallowing. So there are some swallowing problems. It develops difficulties within the swallowing as your condition progresses. Saliva may often accumulate in your mouth due to slowed swallowing, leading to unfortunate drooling, which can be very embarrassing, especially in public. Sleep problems and sleep disorders. People with Parkinson's disease often have sleep problems, including waking up frequently through the night 
waking up early, or even falling asleep during the day. People may experience rapid eye movement, sleep behavior disorder, which also involves acting out your dreams. And medications can also help your sleep problems. Bladder problems. Parkinson's disease may cause bladder problems to occur, and which include the inability to control urine or even have difficulty urinating. Constipation can be another factor. Many people with Parkinson's disease develop constipation mainly due to a slower digestive tract. You can also have blood pressure changes. You may feel dizzy or even lightheaded when you stand due to a sudden drop in your blood pressure or orthostatic hypotension. Smell dysfunction. You may experience problems with your sense of smell. You have difficulty identifying certain orders and the difference between these orders. Fatigue. Many people with Parkinson's disease lose energy and experience fatigue, and the cause isn't always known to us. Pain. Many people with Parkinson's disease can often experience pain in any of the specific areas of their bodies throughout anyone that comes across. Sexual dysfunction. Some people with Parkinson's disease notice a decrease in their sexual desire or their performance. Now, we can look at the prevention of Parkinson's disease, and because the cause of Parkinson's is unknown, proven ways to prevent disease also can remain a mystery, as they are right now. However, some research has shown that caffeine, which is found in coffee, tea, and colas, may reduce the risk of developing Parkinson's disease. Green tea also may reduce the risk of developing Parkinson's disease. Some research has shown that regular aerobic exercise may reduce the risk of Parkinson's disease. Well, that's the first part, folks. Now, we're going to go, after we hear these next messages, we're going to talk a little bit more about diagnosis and treatment of Parkinson's disease. You're listening to Getting Healthy Today, Impacting People's Lives. If you'd like to, make, if you'd like to call in right now live, it's 215-383-3984. That's, once again, 215-383-3984. We're going to come right back, and we're, when we come back, like I said, we're going to talk about diagnosis and treatment. Let's hear these messages. I got diagnosed with Parkinson's when I was like 37. Yeah, I was 24 years old. Three years for me to be diagnosed. One doctor thought I had MS. One doctor thought I had brain tumor. Another doctor thought I had AL. I didn't understand how I could have been diagnosed so early, and I just swore that it was something else. Once the diagnosis was, was given to me, and I went for a second opinion, and the same diagnosis came in third opinion. I guess I was in denial. You know, you try not to be in denial. Personally, I was very much experiencing the pariah aspect of having Parkinson's. When I was feeling symptomatic, I wanted to hide out and didn't want to burden people with my, the, the actuality of my Parkinson's. Being open and being able to talk about Parkinson's is really also a part of healing. Uh, and it's made it a lot easier, not just for me, but for people around me that are, that, that are supporting my everyday fight. I do feel a lot better now, and I think I feel better now is because I've come to grips with the condition. My life is much better, happier, and filled with grace than it was before. Parkinson's changed my life in a profound way. You have to way. know that you were given this disease, and it isn't a death sentence. It just means you alter your life, and you change it so it works. I just take one day at a time. I enjoy life. I do everything I did before with a little bit more planning, a little bit more difficulty. I wasn't going to let Parkinson's define me.
As you all know, I've been a huge AdvoCare supporter for a long time. I've used AdvoCare products since 2002, my second year in the NFL. How time has flown by. Certainly, I can attribute a lot of my success around the AdvoCare products and around being part of Team AdvoCare. The motto at AdvoCare is we build champions. And certainly, I'm one of those individuals who's very self-motivated. And when it's all said and done, I want to be a part of a team that's a championship team. And I know I have that with the New Orleans Saints, and I certainly know I have that with the AdvoCare family as well. It's a great feeling and certainly a great opportunity to be the national spokesperson for AdvoCare. I take it as a great responsibility and certainly a great amount of pride, not only in representing the product and the AdvoCare name, but also the thousands of distributors who are working tirelessly every day to show the world what a great company AdvoCare is, what a great family it is, and obviously what a great product they provide. All right, we're back. You're listening to Getting Healthy Today, Impacting People's Lives. My name is Victor Ruiz, and we've been talking about Parkinson's disease. So let's talk about the diagnosis of this disease. Your doctor who's trained in the nervous system conditions, such as your neurologist, often diagnoses uh, you with Parkinson's disease based on your medical history, a review of your signs and symptoms, and a neurological and physical examination. Your doctor may order tests such as blood tests to rule out other conditions that may be causing the symptoms. They may do imaging testing such as MRI, ultrasound of the brain, SPECT, and PET scans, which also may be used to help out rule out other disorders. Imaging tests aren't particularly helpful for diagnosing Parkinson's disease, but in addition to your examination, your doctor may give you what's called a carbidopa levodopa, a Parkinson's disease medication. You must be given a sufficient dose to show the benefit as low doses per day or two aren't reliable. Significant improvement with this medication will often confirm your diagnosis of Parkinson's disease. Now, often the treatment. Parkinson's disease can't be cured at this time, but medication can help control your symptoms, often dramatically. And you'll see that surgery also has been advised for some people. Your doctor also may recommend lifestyle changes, especially ongoing aerobic exercise. In some cases, physical therapy, which focuses on balancing and stretching, are also important. A speech-language pathologist may also improve your speech problems if you do have some. Medications can help you manage problems with walking, movement, and tremors. These medications increase or substitute for dopamine, a specific signaling, which is a chemical neurotransmitter in your brain. Now, people with Parkinson's disease have low brain dopamine concentrations. However, dopamine can't be forgiven, uh, can't be given directly as it can enter in your brain. Now, you may have significant improvement of your symptoms after beginning Parkinson's disease treatment, but over time, however, the benefits of drugs frequently diminish or become less consistent, although some symptoms usually can continue to be fairly well controlled. Medications your doctor may prescribe, as we talked about, is a levodopa, the most effective Parkinson's disease medication. It's a natural chemical that passes in your brain and is converted to dopamine. Levodopa is combined with cardopa, which is rietary or cinnamon, which protects levodopa from premature conversion to dopamine outside your brain, which, presents, which prevents or lessens the side effects such as nausea. Side effects may include nausea or lightheadedness. After years and your disease progresses, the benefit of this medication may become less stable with a tendency to wear off. So also you may experience involuntary movement or dyskinesia after taking high doses of levodopa. Now, the um, other factors are there might be a surgical procedure done, which has been known to be deep brain stimulation, and that's when surgeons implant electrode into the specific part of your brain and the electrodes are connected to a generator implanted 
in your chest near your collarbone that sends electrical impulses to your brain and may reduce your Parkinson's disease symptoms. But your doctor may adjust these settings as necessary to treat your condition. Now, of course, surgery involves risks, and your doctor would definitely tell you that. So basically, the major factors here are if you start feeling some of the symptoms that you've been hearing about today, you definitely want to see your first, your family doctor and primary care physician, see what that person will say to you. And then they may actually make you visit, you know, encourage you to visit your neurologist. And then your neurologist will be the person who will probably diagnose you and, like we said, and give you your form of treatment that you may need, tell you if you even have Parkinson's disease because that's really what's important. You want to know what you actually are experiencing. So I hope today you've gotten some value. Um, don't forget to check out mayoclinic.org. Don't forget to check out Michael J. Fox's foundation. You can find them for Parkinson's research. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter. Um, you can check their, uh, his website, michaeljfox.org. And uh, there's a lot of information that's further than what I've said today. Today I'm just giving you a brief overview um, I hope if you need more information, you can go there, and you can also donate, help them out with research on this matter. And they're they're making uh, they're they're working tirelessly to give you as much information of the updates in medication, things, and research that they're doing to promote this disease out there to the public, and also to let people know what can be done for this. And they have an excellent information there for support groups and things that could help you with your unfortunate condition if you are experiencing, especially if you're a family member or friend and you want to know more how to deal with that and give support to the individual. So I hope everyone has found uh, some education today. Um, don't forget you can reach me, uh, Getting Healthy Today, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I also have a YouTube channel, and you can reach out to me at vreeze at comcast.net if you have any questions or concerns. Uh, next week, We'll be talking about epilepsy uh, at the same time, 11.30 to 12. And, again, please let everybody know about the Block Talk Radio. Go to blocktalkradio.com forward slash getting healthy today. Follow me there. Check out my next episode next Saturday, like we're going to be doing epilepsy. And you can reach me at 215-383-3984 during the broadcast. I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. And always remember, get healthy today. Thank you so much, everybody.